Blog Talk Radio. Sign away for apps on a phone. phone. Big Brother can come and go and remove you from your home. You cry out for help, but you're all alone.
the uh, founder of this country. So I, I want to do that. I want to take a little bit of time to put in that historical perspective. Um, and, and Sam, I want, uh, Sam, I want to say one thing. This is Captain Selby. I want us to say one thing. And, and, and this show is going to bring everything all the way to now, to current, 2018, because that's what the show says. But it's definitely emphasis for people not to forget the past, and we really need to put some emphasis on that. So we're going to take 10 minutes to take these sections and break them down. And I, uh, and I really, uh, I'm interested in this also because some things I'm going to learn are some things I want to share. So say, I'm sorry, I just wanted to just let that out there. So doctors don't think this is going to be a show about now, but in a lot of things are happening and people are heated and a lot of things is a heated emotion with, with, with the shootings at schools and things, but we will discuss that. Sam, uh, I'm sorry, Sam. I just wanted to uh, say that. Okay. Um, one of the before I even get started, um, this show, the Justice for All show, is one of a few shows, or actually the only one that I know, that will tell you from the very beginning: do not take our word as a default for anything that you hear that you must empower yourself by doing some research, by even looking at an opposing point of view. And then, and only then, will you be able to make a decision on what's true for information. Because in a democracy, government cannot function unless you have truthful information in order to make important decisions. So if you will research what we say, certainly should research what CNN says or any of the media outlets that are owned and controlled by large corporations. Absolutely. When this country was founded, uh, North America, when the first European arrived in North America, there were people already here. There were nations of people that were all ready occupying these lands and had occupied these lands for perhaps thousands of years. The Europeans were the intruders and they came in with the doctrine of discovery. That's what they were guided by. This doctrine of discovery was issued by time around the 14th and 15th uh, century. And and essentially what it said was that these European countries, they encountered any people that were not Christian, then they could seize that land and treat those people any way that they wanted to because they were less than people. They were non-Christian. And I encourage everybody to research doctrine of discovery because this is something that you're going to, you know, that's not taught to you in school. So with with that white supremacist attitude, and that's what it was, from the very beginning, they preyed on the indigenous people that were here. So when the country rebelled against England, because they wanted to represent themselves and 
they had that revolution against uh, England and set up uh, the United States of America and made the Constitution declaring that all men were created equal. We're talking about the black people that were enslaved. In fact, the founding fathers that you hear so much about were slave owners. Slavery was a inherently brutal. There was nothing nice about people being owned as property. And when the democracy started out, white women could not vote. Only white males who owned property could vote. Certainly, black people and slave people could not vote. The real truth, and it's not said that way, because history, being that it's written by the conquerors, uh, always put it in a different light. The founding of the United States, which is now a nation of immigrants, and has been from the very beginning, was done by brutality, mass theft of land, literal extermination of the indigenous people, genocide, and the brutal enslavement of black African people. That's what the United States was, how it was, it was, it was formed. So black people, their role from the onset was to serve white people. It was not to be free. It's been recognized that the first person to die in the cause of the independence for America was a black man. And that yeah. black people fought in Washington's army in the Revolutionary War. In fact, black people have fought in every single war that the United States was involved in. Yet and still, you would think that if you put your life on the line for a country, that that country would recognize you as an equal partner and give you human dignity and respect. It did not happen. Because the whole philosophy of discovery and white supremacy is that you are subservient and to be enslaved and treated whatever way by them. And once again, wholeheartedly encourage everybody to to do that research. So from the very beginning, when the country was founded, black people were, were, were slaves. And they remained slaves. Sometimes they say, well, one slave, slave owner was, was nice. I don't see anything nice about slavery where you have no rights. And someone you are property. I don't see anything nice about that. That's brutal. There was mass rape. And horrors unimaginable that occurred. Unmanageable horrors. It did not change. It did not even begin to change until you had the Civil War. And the Civil War was not a war to free 
black people. Don't get it twisted. The Civil War was one of the most bloody wars of this country. And don't take my word for it through the research. You don't fight a bloody war such as the American Civil War. And if that war is to free black people, you don't turn around and put those same people into a position of Jim Crow and discrimination and and murder and lynching and what have you. That would that doesn't even make sense. The Civil War was over economic systems. Whether or not it would be a predominantly slave economic system or it would be an industrial capital economic system. That's what that brutal war was about. It was not about to free people. In fact, almost every war is about economics and plunder and resources rather than for any lofty goal of freedom, equality, and things of that nature. After this war was over and the industrial capital won, then the hell with black people. You're, you're, they're free to be exploited. So even during the time when I was born, in 1950, black people did not have the right to vote, nor do they actually have the right to vote today, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to let one of my colleagues get into that. Even at that time when I was born, half of the states in the United States had racist laws on the book. The other half who didn't have racist laws had racist customs. So from, again, the time that was recorded that we wrote here around 1510, up until the present, 2018, black people have been consistently out relief under attack, under systemic attack by a system that discriminated against them. So that is the first part of um, the... Uh, Suffering. That gentleman, any comment, or you know, because I've, I'm I'm concluding at that point. Well, Doctor Smith, uh, you can fill in from uh, that point to, let's say, like through the civil rights era, from from taken from that to the civil rights era, and taken from there, and then. Uh, Bleed it into now, and then I'll take over from, I guess, from the 70s, 80s to now, and, and, and then we'll put it all together why this is uh, so important to have this talk and to start talking about some solutions. So, uh, Dr. Smith, uh, no further ado, I'd like to hear from yeah. you. Yes. Um, in regard to the inception of our country when the colonialists came to the United States of America, which was the colonies at that time, um, they wanted to, by way of um, 
their domination, enslave anybody they could in order to, of course, increase their their land um, and their wealth. Um, um, indigenous people who were um, the um, American Indians, um, they also were enslaved. But uh, it was a problem for uh, the colonialists um, or the people from England to try to enslave the Indians with success because uh, it was the Indians, the American Indians in their land, that they could not effectively hold on to them in the bonds of slavery because they could simply leave the plantation and go to other parts of the country that uh, the um, conquerors didn't know because it was their land. So to try to keep an Indian on a plantation was difficult because they could just simply leave the land and go to other areas of the land wherein um, the colonialists didn't know what territory they were in. So that was part of the difficulty for them as well, for them to maintain um, absolute control over um, the indigenous people. What is not also um, acknowledged that in order for us or the Americans to uh, actually succeed in a lot of the years that went by, we, the um, African-Americans, prompted a whole lot of inventions that permitted America to progress. So that's just another point of view that they didn't want to bring to the fore because how could these savages have all this inherent education and knowledge and ability and skill when heretofore we as the conquerors didn't teach them that or provide them with the uh, intellectual wherewithal to produce that. So that was a problem as well. So it it interfered with the concept of being um, intellectually superior to the indigenous people who no matter where they took them from or uprooted them from. So that caused for the conquerors a certain amount of social consternation. So they had to figure out some sort of artificial means to assert their false sense of superiority. And one of the best ways they could do that by uh, establishing rules and regulations, laws uh, and doctrine. But that, had to be fortified um, by them, the conquerors, saying, well, one way we can distinguish between those of us who are superior as opposed to those of us we want to enslave and dominate is to identify these people of color by way of the melanin in their skin to say whenever you see a person of color, understand and know that they are to be treated as if they were subhuman and we, uh, the people who are identified as the white Caucasian race or to therefore um, henceforth being um, regarded as superior. So I think in part that was um, their motivation for them to keep a hold on their their power and their, yeah. and their false sense of prestige. Yeah. I want to interject something because I just thought of something. I want to lose this train of thought. Along with that, you have to remember certain experiments were unveiled where they were injecting syphilis into black males for many, many years, for decades. It's not like it wasn't just going for a year, it went over a decade. 
And there's a whole lot of other experiments were done where they had the actual cure. They just wanted to see the effects of the disease and let these let us black people, black males, we 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 could have been subjected to this and let them just rot and die. And that still really hasn't been you know, sort of talked about. And as far as voting rights, I'm going to bleed into that also. Sam's absolutely right. It's just an amendment for black people to vote. It has to be voted on every 25 years. And during, or I'm sorry to say, during our first black president's uh, eight years in office, he, he never even mentioned it. That thing, that should have been ratified where it doesn't have to be uh, renewed every 25 or 30 years, whatever the number is. But uh, that, that's something else to be to be discussed. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Smith. I, I just wanted to hear, hear about the 60s because I was born in 1962. And there's a time period, I talked to a lot of people, and there's a time period from 62. And I was in the military for many years. So I was, my, my parents were in the military, so I was overseas. And, and there's a time period I missed out on, but, but I caught back up by living in Detroit in the 70s. But I want to know about the 60s time period. Because that seems to be a very volatile and strange, different period for black people. And I don't think we fully understand what was going on in that. I, I, I hear about Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King died, and Malcolm X. Martin Luther King got shot. Then, you know, and and, and this is a uh, this is Black history. I, I was alive during this time period, and this is something uh, we need to not forget. And I want to hear it from people who were there during that time period, and that's you and and Sam. And, and I'm interested in that, and I want to bring it forward to right now because. Uh, it's really crazy. The wealth, there's a whole, whole lot going on here. But, but I'm sorry, Dr. Smith. I want to hear about that right now and, and your philosophy in what was going on during that time period. Well, Martin Luther King said that um, injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. And we were fighting against um, that the notion of Jim Crow, the notion of after we um, – made whatever whatever contributions we made to the progress of the United States that still we could not um get our our rights, whether they were civil rights, whether they were just the right to be treated as a decent human being, and people rebelled against that we couldn't get jobs, we couldn't get education, we couldn't um do something as simple as go to a store and patronize the store. And so people were upset and got upset by in mass by uh, the numbers that were quite large. And people started to form little clutches and groups and say, well, what can we do in order for us to be recognized as human beings? Because first of all, we, we fought in virtually, as Sam said, we fought in virtually every war, not virtually, but absolutely every war that has been fought here in the United States from the Revolutionary War to the present day, and we have not been regarded as worthy citizens of of any right and privilege that we were that we fought for. So here it is: we we bled and died for our country, and people got up in arms and said, "Well, what we need to do is to stand up, be a man, be a woman, be the human being that we are, and demand our rights." Uh, and so that's that's part and parcel how we had to do it, and we and, did and that. I, and what I do like about that era is technology kind of backfired on even what's going on now 
on the system itself because it was able to show what was going on live and with the people being hosed with water or fire hoses. I happen to be a fireman and hitting somebody so about fire hoses, you can kill somebody. Uh, attacking dogs on them, police officers saying, police officer, you're attacking. And that was able to be shown for the whole world to see. And that was uh, what was going on on a daily basis. This was not... Uh, they didn't even have to get to the point with the fire hoses because uh, they were they uh, that we were being terrorized. Uh, the, the powers that be at that time, who happened to be white Caucasian, that's what we're talking about here, were terrorists and they were expert terrorists at it. And and, and nobody wants to call them that. I, I like all the other cute words, but they call these other people terrorists. But when you bomb a church and kill innocent girls in it, that's terrorism. Okay. Uh, if it was a Muslim person that did that to a church, you're like, oh, it's a ter- terrorist, correct? So if it's a KKK, you're a terrorist. You're, you're a terrorist organization. That's all you are. And anybody else involved with it, that's what you are too. So that that And that's what's going on all, all the way till now where they're throwing these terms around so loosely, KKK or, or things like that. These organizations are serious and, and and we need to take them seriously because uh, the effects of the Jim Crow laws are still taking effect now because it's affecting our youth in their attitude and what's going on. Because it almost seems like it seems like almost the population is giving up. And, and but there's a, there's a good group of young people who I see out there who are trying, but this is getting a little crazy. Things are being turned upside down, right side up. And, and, and you see, have and the biggest thing I'm going to say, nobody wants to say this. If you have a child, have responsibility for that child. Nobody's talking about the family unit. Nobody's talking about that. That the family unit for the black person in this country has always been attacked. And so when you talk about slavery, Sam, when you talk about slavery, Doctor Smith, it's been attacked from day one all the way to now. Uh, white America has had the comfort of having a family intact for many, many years. That's why they have wealth from old school money coming from slavery money off the backs of people who actually built what you said, Dr. Smith, actually built the White House, who actually built all these different monuments, who actually actually did the building and, and were not paid for it whatsoever, where they were and then the owners of it still reap the benefits of it. You can go to any architecture from wherever, and they take the credit for it. And that's a whole other issue when we talk about where they got the architecture from, where they stole it from, how they transported it here. That's a whole other story. So, and, and, by the way, from Africa. <laughs> so that's something else to talk about. But when I hear for hate, we're here how to – also at the end of this, this conversation, I want to talk about how we get past this and how do we start doing things because – uh, you join these fire departments, you join these organizations, and you're black, but you don't do uh, uh, the evil things. That's why I just put away wicked things. You join a police department, you're supposed to protect and serve, not beat somebody down and shoot them. It's amazing how they caught this young man that shot up <clears throat> all this. This is a black and white issue. Who well, shot up this school. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm sorry. I just got off topic. Let's start there. Yes. Let's let's, uh, continue with this this, this, uh, point. Okay. I'll bring it back here because it just got me up there. Well, 
what, where we're at right now, and, and we'll take it from the 60s, 70s. The 70s, I saw transition because I grew up in there. I, I was in Detroit at that time. Uh, I grew up in well, public Andrew, private schools. Andrew, right. I think it's a little bit of a disservice to to, to jump that far, and here's and here's why. And I think you agree, agree with me after I, I mentioned it. After slavery, when slavery was abolished, it was really partially yes. abolished. Slavery partially is abolished yes. except if you are a prisoner. So hmm. when slavery was going on, black people were prisoners in a sense because of the system of slavery. When slavery was That's... abolished, except for being a prisoner, now black people started being prisoners much more so in fact that they remain slaves. That's, That's where share, sharecropping came in place. Okay, okay, right. That's important because today with so many black people in prison that is the motivating factor that you are literally a, you are a slave according to the constitution when you become a prisoner and when you um, make prisoners for profit that's a deadly mix, a, a, a mix. So, I, so I didn't want to jump all the way in to the to to to, to now or to the, even the 70s without an understanding that Absolutely. these are, you know, concrete reasons uh, why we're damn near 50% of the, the, the prison population and maybe 9% of the national population. Go ahead. I just wanted to augment what you were saying there in regard to uh, prisons. Um, one thing uh, prior to that, what I was going to say is that Frederick Douglass did also mention, and he mentioned this rather emphatically and empathically, is that power concedes nothing without a demand. And if we don't stand up for ourselves and then stand up for our our rights and our humanity, then we will perpetually and always be slaves, whether we have physical chains around our neck and leg or not. But as you were saying about um, slavery, we were slaves when we were brought over here. And then once the Civil War was fought, and it was allegedly won in 1865, um, slaves were allegedly freed, and we had to deal with the Jim Crow manifestations of cultural state doctrines that were um, basically enacted. Um, the The euphemism for slavery then had to reconstitute itself and by way of the powers that be coming up with any kind of way to populate um, uh, and control black people by putting them in prison. So um, we've all heard of the, 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 the idea of a military industrial complex. Uh, they just reconstituted that and changed it to the prison industrial complex, which translated into control, money, and more control and more money for the powers that be. So um, they just changed one euphemism for another, even though we were fighting for our our freedom during the, the array of wars that we were in. Even when we were in all those wars and we were fighting, shedding our blood for this country, we could not live 
and we could not have the same quarters or the same uh, living quarters or the same places to eat or the same places to do whatever we needed to do as human beings, as the white uh, soldiers that we fought side by side with in the foxholes and the trenches and every place else. So I just wanted to add that one little bit of information uh, to the reality of what we're speaking of. And and we can't just go by the uh, Jim Crow, Crow areas because there were lynchings, murders. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There were there were murders in some periods at least one a day, mm-hmm. and these people were black people were murdered and hung, and white people took pictures of of. Right with the, the the black man that's hanging from the tree, or burning, or or being castrated, men, women, and children took pictures. No one could be prosecuted, I guess. No evidence. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't. And, and it was... I didn't and, and and that's why it's upsetting to me when somebody says, "What's wrong with the black family?" I didn't hear anybody say, "What was wrong with the white family?" What was wrong with the father, the founding fathers' families that they owned property, people's property? What was wrong with the white families that were in, involved and brought their kids to lynching for another human being to be murdered and mutilated? I don't, I don't hear anybody say, what's wrong with the white family? What you're saying, what's wrong with the, the black family who suffered all of that Without reparation. Still to so, this day, and that's the crazy part. You offer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they, they, you offer, it, it offer jobs, so-called jobs, but you, you no, everybody else, you're right. Is some sort of reparation. Something, something happens to other people in other countries, and they get reparations. Other countries get reparations, and there are other countries. The people within the country here, from this country. The people in this country who suffer and still suffering and seems to be ignored uh, and, and really can't be ignored. That, that's the funny part about this whole thing. It can't be ignored. That, that That's the crazy part. But but the point I want to make here is that with, with all that, with the death, with, uh, with, with uh, mutilation, with Disease put upon us because smallpox was put upon Indians. People don't think it wasn't put upon us. That's why they do experiments on us. With the injustice is still done with the justice system. We are incarcerated at a larger, higher rate. Even with the, we'll bring it up to contemporary in the 80s when they start doing the crack cocaine laws versus cocaine, where you go to jail for a lot of years for a small amount of co- for a small amount of crack cocaine. And for a lot of cocaine, you go to jail for, or maybe not even go to jail, okay? Because they were targeting black areas. And don't talk. Let's talk about the government bringing the drugs in and uh, in this public record now and targeting black communities, put just putting it in and taking the money from that and doing who knows what, what else. But with all of that, we're still thriving. That's the crazy part. That's the good part. And how do we start coalescing this all together? Because there are people out here who are successful, if you want to say, far as making money. But 
this is a, a very, 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 very. Uh, you cannot categorize it. How, how you're doing right now? This is all one thing continuing right to now because we've never been free, and we have it on paper. We haven't been free. We haven't actually haven't been free, and so even with a black president, we haven't been free. So. Now, and I definitely don't want to go back to what Donald Trump is saying, make America great again, because for a black America, for a black American, it's never really been great. It's, it's improved in different areas, but it's never been great. We can't really say that overall. Individually, there might be some individuals I can say it's been great, but as as an overall race, absolutely not. Not here in America. Like I could say, oh, Overall, it's been great, me personally, but does that make that great for everyone else? No, when I see suffering, you know, that's ridiculous to say. So, you know, so you know, that that's where we're at, and, and, and all of this is factual. What Sam talked about, the doctrine, Sam talked about, it's all factual. And please, please look it up. Start with Sam Clark, what he had to say, and look what he said, and, and please look it up. We want you to look it up. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm sorry, Doctor. So I just get a little. Uh, I'm not sorry. I'm really not sorry. I, I get very, very, very heated about this. It's hard to stay composed because it affects my family, affects you guys, affects. Uh, and it's, it's not consuming, but we live it. We live it every day. Go ahead. Well, let me let me take thirty seconds to just bring some focus on the economic situation. In, in, in actuality, we are not thriving economically. Black people are absolutely not thriving economically. The research that was done by Dr. Claude Anderson showed that after slavery, black people controlled 1% of the economy. In 2018, black people controlled 1% of the economy. The same as it was over you know, uh, well over 100 years, 150 years ago. Call that thriving. It's a bigger pot, but the percentage remains the same. If that percentage mm. went to 8%, yes, I would call that thriving. That's all I wanted to say about that. And, and, and <laughs> let me clarify thriving, too. Wealth is part of the equation, but I also meant just being in existence. Because for me, it's pretty amir- sitting back. It's a miracle that we're not extinct for everything that was that we're talking about here. So right. thriving, I can even say, in, in, in the sense that we're still here having this conversation. You know, so you know, so that in a sense is a godsend in itself. Because you know, for me going through this, when I got closer to God, so I get away from a lot of these worldly things what other people are doing. I'm still following what other people are doing when I see they're bad, especially in my department I worked in. I, I was not uh, a part of that, and it never would be. I was there to save lives, protect, you know, and, and be, be what I was there to do, protect property, life safety and incident stabilization. That's what I was there to do, and I wanted to do my job. Uh, and the powers that be would – it's just so corrupt. It's so corrupt, but we need to not – when we take these jobs, the plan I'm making, when we get these jobs for, for our solutions, don't do 
things that are going to get you going to jail. Don't do things that, that are immoral. Start, start having some sort of moral fiber. Take responsibility. It's hard to say that in this day and time like, with all these factors going on, but you sell somewhere you have to look inside and start doing these things. I, I don't know the answer, Dr. Smith. I don't know the, the answer, uh, Sam, but uh, you know, w- w- the solutions to, to these issues. Well, I'm, I'm, that, I'm, that, I want to say something about responsibility, but I'm not going to do that because I, w- I would like Dr. Smith to talk about education because um, yeah. black people was against the law to teach them to read or to write, um, uh, you know, back during, of course, slavery years and, and uh, what have you. Now you can get a education, but you're still sort of getting a lesser education and you're kind of being denied even higher education or you're being locked out or channeled someplace else. Um, if, if I'm on the, the right track, if what I'm saying is nonsense, let me know. Uh, so can you no, tell us? No. no, yes, you are on the right track because uh, during the time in which slavery was um, at its peak, um, if you were a slave and you were caught reading, reading was against the law according to uh, the prescripts of the white man. So what happens is that if you were a slave and you were caught reading or someone was teaching you to read, and reading a book, as innocent and benign as that is, that was a lynchable offense. So... Um, I'm just. I just want to augment and reiterate what you were saying about lynching. Lynching wow. was, lynching was such was treated when it was done. It was treated with the fanfare, as if um, the people were going to uh, a, a circus or a picnic or some sort of amusement show. There was uh, basically advertisement saying to the populace in the area that we're going to lynch somebody tonight or we're going to lynch a family tonight, we're going to lynch a black family tonight and be there. And what happens is that white people would bring their families, white men would bring their families, their wives and their daughters and their husbands and and their, their children to the lynching as if it was that evening's amusement. So... Yes, we would. That was one. That was one of the ways to terrorize black people from generation to generation, decade after decade after decade, in order to maintain and establish uh, control over the black populace. Thank you, and and even to, you know, for uh, a black person to get their doctorate or what have you, um, is it easy? I mean, are they steered in a different where are they discouraged? Uh, uh, yeah, well, um, they I, have I mentors. Uh, they have sufficient mentors, you know, uh, um, to 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 help them. No, um, not it's not been my experience that um, you have or special people are basically uh, there to intellectually or academically advise you as to uh, how you are to once. Uh, you apply for the doctoral program in any college or in any university, uh, you're basically intellectually on your own. You have to have the intellectual fire in your belly and the 
intellectual impetus to go above and beyond what is expected as the curriculum is laid out and presented to you and your fellow classmates to study and get all the information you can and learn the information and internalize that information and, and, and apply that information so that your professor, whoever he or she is, um, can then know that by way of you passing all the tests and examination and doing the research and doing the work that you are intellectually capable uh, and successful at doing whatever they throw at you intellectually. Whether, again, it's a test, whether it's a quiz, whether it's writing a paper, whether it's articulating what you are needed, what you were supposed to accomplish or do in regard to that assignment. And if you can't make the cut score, if you can't make the grade, you fail. You are excluded from the program. You know what? I'm thinking so, about this, Dr. Sims. What about in law? If you wanted to be a lawyer in that time period and the laws mm-hmm. were written like that, how does a black person – go forward like that. You're talking about educational system. This is part of educational system. If you were practicing to be a lawyer and you're black in that time period, how hard that that had to be then, you know, because what you're saying is pretty incredible. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. Well, it may be incredible, and that may be the way you interpret it, which is fine, but that was uh, categorically the way it, it is and the way it was. Um, if you are intellectually capable of doing the work um, whimsically based on someone else's preference, um, if you were then allowed to be in the program, you still had to do all the work, do all the research, uh, exemplify the knowledge that you possess based on how the professors wanted you to present that knowledge to the class. And a lot of times you had to write um based on um, what you uh, learned, but if you didn't have the origin from the very beginning or the intellectual, the academic, or the formal or the clinical scholastic educational preparation to prepare you for going to a college or university and then being able to academically perform on a college or university level, then you would not be able to maintain or stay matriculated or enrolled in that program. The quality and the caliber, the academic quality and caliber of that program dictated certain paradigms and restraints and rigors that you had to um, scholastically perform to. And if you weren't able to do that, that that was their means of selecting you out of the program or uh, literally kicking you out. Yeah, so if we didn't have access to education from an early period, they have a 400-year head start, that's very difficult because we weren't even allowed to read, so then we have to learn how to read, then we have to learn how to uh, to compete because these universities were around. We built them, and these universities were around for, uh, I would take it, more than 100 years or 200 years while we weren't even allowed to read. So mm-hmm. that that in itself is a that's that's what I mean by it. that's why I look for somebody like yourself that that's mm-hmm. a high achievement and goal, uh, especially in the in the time period what was going on around you, you know. So right. Uh, yeah, so again, so. I just want to reiterate. I just want to reiterate that not only were we allowed to read, not allowed to read, it was an established crime to read. So if we were caught well, reading, we would we had broken the law the way the law was written, and then, that, again, 
like I said, was a lynchable offense. Yeah. And we could literally be killed with a you know, for reading. That's how much of a serious okay. crime it was it was. I'm I'm sorry, Dr. Smith. Just wanted to say that this is the Justice for All show uh, with Sam Clark, Andrew Sylvie, and uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Smith. Uh, gentlemen, we have about less, and um, we will need uh, another segment to deal with uh, some proposed solution because we really even haven't really haven't. Um, Sufficiently dealt with, 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 with some of the history. Um, the Dred Scott Supreme Court the decision, which is very important. The uh, Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, which is also very important. Uh, Brown versus the Board of Education was important. And uh, the decision in Berlin, the Berlin Conference decision in, in the late 1800s, which affected continent of Africa to a large degree and was again the uh, uh, the execution of this um, doctrine of discovery and all those things uh, are outrageously important for people to know um, uh, because a lot of it you're not going to uh, uh, get in school so uh, there isn't enough time to really get into any uh, solution, uh, but just to say that you don't know uh, how you're going to fight or propose a solution unless you know the depth of the systemic problem. And, you know, if, if, if we're going to try to swim across the river, kind of got to figure out how fast is the water moving, how deep it is, and how far it is, uh, you know, across the other side. And uh, have a, a reasonable expectation that if we get there, that we'll be welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And and I would I would add to that, if we're going to swim across the river, uh, we at first need to know how to swim. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> Right, and uh, you know, That's if a very never good point. Exposed, you've never been exposed to that uh, uh, amount of water, you might not even know that yeah. you would have to swim. <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. Exactly, exactly. And, and the crazy part is, in, in real life, I've seen people actually try to swim across like, the Passaic River and not make it, and and that's the truth. Basically, what's happening here in, in real life terms because uh, this is actually what's happening. And we need to understand the depths of all this. And when I see, you know, I worked in an urban city for, for 20 years, and when I see the, <laughs> the multiplication of people on welfare, which doesn't make sense, you know, as generational, where people are looking forward to Section 8, where I actually heard people say, oh, she hasn't made her son who is now 33, she was on Section 8 since she was, I don't know, whatever, 17. And that's like a claim to fame. That That's that's a mindset. You start changing. And not everyone thinks like that, but when you're in the depth of some of these neighborhoods, that's how people think. And, and start, 
you guys are having self pride. There's a but why did you get like that? Because it's given to us, giving, giving, giving us push, and then jobs are taken from us, taken, taken, taken. So uh, identify what's going on. Yeah, that's identification because a lot of these kids are coming out of colleges and not having jobs. You know, well, you know also worth it. Uh, let me let me just say this for thirty seconds. I am an advocate of personal responsibility. If anybody Absolutely. knows my, my history, it's full with personal responsibility. Absolutely. I've been a uh, responsible adult for for decades. Absolutely. Uh, but responsibility should apply to everybody. It should yeah. apply to the powerless and the powerful. Powerful, absolutely. When, when, the, when the tobacco executives lied to Congress, nobody went to jail. When the bankers wrecked the economy, they got bailed out. Yep, when nobody went to drug jail. raised their prices by four and five hundred percent on on drugs, and and people died. Nobody went to jail. Nobody took responsibility. So I'm all for taking responsibility. You know, no one, the system of slavery has not taken responsibility for that and made any attempts to repair the damage. So if I'm going to talk about the wrong or the irresponsibility of poor people in the inner city, I'm certainly going to talk twice as hard about powerful people destroying many people's lives. Wells Fargo, open all those millions. Absolutely. Millions. Of millions. Those, those are crimes. Absolutely. Each one of them. Nobody went to jail. As a matter of fact, they kept the profits. All right. They they, they affected many people's lives. Absolutely. Right. We we went to, we went to war on false pretenses in Iraq. Nobody went to jail for Twelve billion dollars in cash disappeared in Iraq, which many people don't even know about. Nobody went to jail, and they can't account for one single hundred dollar bill. It was twelve billion and a hundred dollar bill. Can't account for one. Twelve billion. Nobody went to jail. So if if, I, if I'm going to talk about, and and I will, and it may, and it be be right to do that, to talk about the irresponsibility of someone in the inner city. I'm going to yell a hundred times about the irresponsibility of the bankers and politicians. Absolutely. <laughs> but we, one thing that you did say earlier, earlier um, Andrew, that um, I certainly want to emphasize is that, yes, it's literally a miracle that we're still here and have not been totally exterminated because that was that was and 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 in my belief still is the um objective because I've also forgot to to mention the the current commission report federal law state law municipal law had been used to harm black people so yeah. it's just, Problem. We've been under systemic attack from day one. Yes, it is 
and you, you, or you just ask anybody, has it stopped? <laughs> has it stopped? It's it's no. Yeah, it's been consistent. It has never stopped. And when has it stopped? It's never stopped. You know, and I don't hear all oh, different degrees. No, has it stop? Stop means stop. When you free somebody, you're free. Yeah, you're free. You're free to go, right? <laughs> okay. So it's never stopped. That's the answer. It's not. It's not degrees of stopping. You know, it's, it's better this year than last year. That doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. And we even talk about what's going on in the inner city with the with the access to guns, how the guns are getting there. With we already know about. Certain government agencies flooding drugs. So why aren't they? Why is it inconceivable they're flooding drugs into uh, guns into these different areas? I mean, criminals don't go to uh, or anybody do not go. And, and this just has to do with our people too. They don't go to do uh, do the, the proper procedure to go get guns. That's a fact. Okay, the guns are already here. That, that's a whole other issue. What's the mindset of the people in our community that's affecting that? And, and, and it, it's almost like we've been trained to act this way, and, and we're still acting, and, and we're doing this to ourselves now. And, and, and I don't. That's the part that we have to get to. Okay, we still haven't got to all the different. Sam mentioned all these different topics, but I'm still on why we're hurting each other now. We're black people hurting each other at this high degree. Why are these young kids killing well, each other? And on top of the police killing them, you got the police killing some of them? Yes, and they got them killing each other. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody nobody anywhere talks about that. They just gloss well, over it, but they don't talk about it. We're, we're out of Sorry. time, but who does talk about that is Dr. Driss DeGuru. Um when she uh, talks about the, those problems, and uh, those are also systemic problems uh, that, that that deal with the psychological. We are out of time. We're we have to continue this discussion. We'll have an opportunity also talk about uh, talk about it uh, uh, with what happened. So, thank you. 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 Thank you.